0: Ladies and gentlemen, up until now you've seen the creature perform the simple mechanics of motor activity. But for what you are about to see next, we must enter quietly into the realm of genius. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames et messieurs, damen und herren, from what was once an inarticulate mass of lifeless tissues. May I now present
1: a cultured, sophisticated man about town? Hit it! <laughs> the the, the, the Sketch O Matic Show. Woo! Shee! Sketch yeah. O Matic!
0: Yes, back again once more yeah. with a brand spanking new episode of the Sketch O Show podcast. Oh. As stated before, the first two episodes of this year, 2023. Spreading them out a little bit. Doing it like every other week. And uh, what else did I change? I changed something else that I can't really recall right now. What was it? I changed the time. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Who cares? The Sketcho Show podcast is proud to present its next featured guest. This one hailing all the way from the Bay Area. Yay, area! Yeah, yeah. And featured on the prime time slot on one of the biggest FM radio stations in the Western Hemisphere, and that would be Coast 103.5. Coast
1: 103.5.
0: From 3 to 7 p.m., celebrating about two and a half-ish years in Los Angeles, as well as being an illustrious comedian and expanding her career in the comedy realm, I am honored to present to you, Sandy
1: Steck. Oh, my God. Stecky was quite an intro thank you
0: i wanted to walk you up properly
1: thank you for the walk up sandy steck
0: aka sandy stexy aka britney spears Oh, okay you know because you there is a there is a similarity like you two could be related it's the
1: eyes and it's the sometimes eyes the smoky eye makeup the blonde hair
0: yeah yeah it's very nice britney bitch sandy steck it's an honor to finally feature you on the sketch show podcast i mean this has been a long time coming and you and i have only known each other for just a few months really Mm -hmm. and the reason I do this podcast is well for two parts part a I'll just put this out there right now just in case god forbid or the universe forbid something happens to me and I kick the bucket there'll be some sort of record of me (laughs) ranting somewhere And and it's on spotify it's going through anchor by spotify which is free so I don't have to worry about my subscription getting canceled yeah right so I'm out there so just in case and b more importantly is to get to know my peers, my coworkers, And I consider you like a friend. I went to one of your comedy shows. You're I, honestly the only yeah.
1: person. I, I moved here a few months ago yes. from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting over, you know, when you move somewhere new, everything's new again. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing comedy 20 years, been in radio 20 years. Really? The same amount of time for both. Really? But now that I'm in Los Angeles, and I've been on coast for two, two and a half-ish years. Two and a half-ish. But I was doing it from the Bay Area. Ah. So anyway, now that I'm here starting comedy over it's like I'm being born again. You got to meet all the new people, but you're the only person that has come to my shows Really? from people. And, and I'm not even mad at that. I just, I'm very grateful. And I'm always nervous when people come. I always. love
0: your show. What if,
1: it, what if it sucked? What if I had a bad set? Wouldn't uh, you be like, damn, I'm, I'm out like 25, $30 now for that. Uh, it wouldn't even have
0: mattered show? because it was the experience and showing the support. You know what I mean? Like for me, and I knew you weren't going to bomb. I knew you're, you're, I mean, how you're how solid. You know? I just had faith in you. I have faith in you. And I, I know that it's tough to be a comedian. I don't know it firsthand. I just know the struggle is real. Mm. And every comedian has to bomb no matter how good or bad or how big or small they are. Meaning like status wise, like from Chappelle, Seinfeld, they've all bombed. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them. And, you know, watching you perform, I know you and seeing you on stage and seeing that side of you, the comedic side. Because I know you as the broadcaster. Yeah. And I wanted to get it, to get into so much with you, uh, Sandy Steck, because there's so much to unpack with you. We got the radio, the illustrious radio career, right? The broadcasting. You said you've been in for 20 years. you also been doing comedy for 20 years. I honestly don't know where to begin. I'm very intrigued by the comedy, but I want to save that for okay. a little later. And I only have a certain set of time with you, so I don't want to waste just, you know, just ranting about me. I want to get right into the history of Sandy Steck. How did Sandy Steck get into radio? Who was your inspiration to get into the radio realm and to actually take that leap?
1: Funny story. So my radio story is not a typical one. So I... When I was late teens, I loved doing dialects and accents. Oh, yeah. And I thought, I was so naive, I'm like, I know, I'm just going to go on air, I'll get a job in radio so I can just do, like, impressions on the air. Didn't even think about commercial radio and a format, I just wanted to be funny on the air, that's all I knew. Yeah. And my poor dad, there was like, I don't know if they have them out here, but they sure did back home when I was living in the Bay. There was like, oh, spend seven hundred fifty dollars and you can get a cassette air check, you know, and it was just a rip off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. School. I did
0: that. I did, did that. You? I did it in Hollywood, but it wasn't it wasn't 400. It was like 100, maybe 200 bucks, but they would play your demo on the air on like an a.m. station at like four in the morning. Oh, my and God, this, that's hilarious. This is back in like 94, maybe like 96, 97. I don't know. Something like that it was the late 90s yeah. when I did it and it went on, but I didn't even hear it. Oh, how funny. But I know it was dope. But anyway, go but back yeah. to you. So, so, so you get to the package. That really bad. Yeah. I
1: wanted to do that really bad because mm. I just wanted to do, it was a quick, hey, you go into our studios, you can record some lines that'll be your demo and I was like hell yeah but my dad was like it's $750 it's expensive no. oh and a total rip off oh like, it's it's literally like if you charge people to come to this studio yeah. and you said I'll give you a tour yeah. you take them all around the fourth floor show them some of the studios <laughs> you record their voice then give them a CD which you can't do anymore right. but at the time it was CDs mm. and then they feel like oh my god I've got Look at my demo. Yeah, and really, you just made some money from people being so stupid.
0: Yeah, where's the demo gonna go? It's a racket. It's a total right. racket. Yeah. But so, anyway, so, so my, you get the thing and my you go. Da- so
1: I started on um, college radio, but it wasn't college like with all the different formats. It was one format. Right. And it was a like a top forty radio station. What
0: station do you remember? Um, in called? the Bay,
1: it was called it was K O H L eighty nine point three K O H L, and they run it very professionally. Our equipment was RCA. We had a lot of the things that stations have. So they treated it very professionally, and I had two shows on the week, whatever, and the teacher there, one of the teachers there, the night, uh, he was a teacher there, but he was a night DJ on my first radio station I ended up working at full time. He said, they're looking for weekenders. Why don't you send them a, wait for it, cassette?
0: (laughs) The one cassette.
1: If you don't know that reference, what's it like to be under 30?
0: Oh, my Um, goodness. That's great. That's great. So you sent in the one cassette demo, right?
1: I sent them a cassette. They said, let's put you on the weekends. And then what? I think it was a year later, less than a year later. They're like, we're going to make a change. And I was so dumb. I didn't know what he meant. He's like, we're thinking about having you as a full time kind of midday 10 to 3. And I was so ignorant. I'm like, well, that's fine. But I need to do my comedy. Like, is it going to be? Uh, I, as long as this works for my comedy like I, like, what a dick like oh I see what you're saying I just, like, it shit.
0: wouldn't have interfered it's a no, different totally different I, time I didn't
1: even I guess I just didn't have any cooth. like mm-hmm. now as an adult I'd be like thank you and then you go back you think well, how will this work for me how right. will but it's all the way you present uh, it but when you're young you're nah, just so you. like naive
0: yeah that's the best part though is just kind of getting thrown in but th- that's amazing to me that you Started just by with this one demo cassette, a cassette right? Yeah. And it actually so the seven hundred dollars in essence paid off.
1: The seven hundred never happened. No, okay, never this happened. The college radio I station see. was on air twice a week there for a year or so.
0: And you did got the a- demo to get into that, right? Did you do a demo to get into KHOL? Would no, be because
1: it was a college course. I was taking radio, television, oh, film.
0: so so it was like for credit. Yeah, you got and you got a grade yeah. on it, right? But everybody
1: in the Bay knows that's a, a legit. It's a good place to learn radio. Right. It's a they good treat stepping it like a pro- stone. A professional station. Mm. And the teacher there was also a real DJ on a real station. And that station was Mix uh, 1065. Wow. Oh, was it? Oh my God. I don't even. Yes, 1065. He was the night DJ. That's dope. So it helps when somebody knows yeah, somebody. Yeah. They're
0: in the trenches. They know what's they run the board, they they do the spots, they do the production, they edit the phone calls. Yeah. I actually started in a college I never went to college, but I started when I was 16 DJing. Live on air for, oh, for wow. on 88.9 KXLU. Oh, my God.
1: Isn't it funny when Right, I just think of how, yeah. how even how it's, it sounds college. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Loyola Marymount, which is near the LAX, oh, right wow. here in Los Angeles. And I remember I'd go up there on the weekends for this one show called the Odeo Hour, which is Cockney O'Dyler. This was like a reggae hip hop show. And he was like the first to put, I wouldn't answer the phones. I'd maybe edit something if he needed, But we didn't really do that. It was just more of just putting the records, pull, making making the lists, the yeah. playlists, right? And he had everything on vinyl. And then I eventually went on to Mike Nardone, who is doing, uh, I think it's called, they came, We Came From Beyond. That's what it was called. We came, it was a hip, underground hip hop show. And it was really, it was really prolific mm. for the time. It, you know what I mean? Like nobody else is doing it. And there was obviously, there was no internet and all that. And so it, just being able to be a part, even though I never went to this university, to be able to drive up there every weekend. And just walk into the radio station and be welcomed. Yeah. It was so, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's almost so- like joining a comedian, a, a comedy like Second City or something. I mean, being yeah. accepted you know, into this group of people and not really having the agenda like, oh, I'm going to get on the air. I'm going to take your show. You just it's, knew it was special. I knew it was special. And I knew that I had enough skill as a DJ on turntables to l- mix live on the air, in which they let me do. Yeah. It was crazy. So you're a college. You're O L. KHOL. Yeah. You, you do your show. And then you said you did accents as well. You, you wanted to get into. I just radio I like being
1: funny with accents.
0: So so what accents can you do?
1: Oh my god!
0: Don't <laughs> uh, yeah. even ask me that Let's right now. Let's do it. Um, I'll do an accent with you. Can you do uh, yeah, a British? But they always
1: like they always end up melding into one. That's not even a real accent.
0: A British accent. And so you just got to take it easy with a British accent. You know.
1: I'm not sure if I can do a British oh, accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's—is that Scottish? No,
0: no, that was a British accent. So I'm
1: trying to remember you how know, Adele with sounds.
0: Megan and Harry, how, how do you feel on the situation in the UK with all the drama going on with the royal people... family?
1: No, that's Australian.
0: Go ahead, you oh, can do Australian. I'm, I'm so,
1: uh, I don't even see. This is so, I'm so I can only do it if I really practice.
0: It. All right, all right. Well, just give me a piece. So, so mm-hmm. let's go Australian. Australian, mate. Okay. Down under, they hate that apparently. This is what I
1: think <laughs> of Megan and Harry. I think people have really taken it way too far. I think I think the world's a, a giant racist if we're gonna be honest about it. And I just think it's a bunch of bullshit. Oh my god. Woo! But anyway, let that me was go fantastic. Back. so radio, just to sum it up. Uh then I turned I was twenty and they took me at the, the one oh six five I was on the weekends, they moved me to full time to middays and I had that job for ten years. Ah. then I moved from there when I was thirty to mornings in San Francisco, and then I slowly graduated into like Here, here I am.
0: What was your major? Was it radio in college?
1: I, here's the funny thing. I was transferring to San Francisco State Mm -hmm. for radio, television, film, but then I got the full-time job on radio, so I also did not graduate. Okay. I mean, I don't have the official, you know, I've worked in radio for 20 years, but I don't have the certificate saying.
0: You don't need it. I know. Yeah, yeah. But that,
1: I, I, it's so weird, though. Like, I still think about that. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I don't care, because I think, honestly, most of these things, like, with, with media, you need to be in the trenches. You need to be dealing, you know? Right. But, would it have made my dad happier if I had a, degree? a piece of
0: paper? Yeah, right. probably. I mean, yeah, it, it makes it more official, especially for mom and pops. I get that part. I never graduated from high school. Yeah. I, I checked myself out when I turned 18 and went to go work at a record label called Correct Records. Whoa. Right. And even the people that hired me there were like very reluctant about me checking my. They were like, sketch, that's not a good idea. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I'm done. I don't. It's terrible over there. Like, it's just, to me, it felt like I knew what I wanted to do mm. and I probably should have stayed. I probably could have graduated. I just didn't have the patience yeah. anymore to deal with the teachers. Everybody was on their own Island in Venice high. I went to Venice. I was the last high school I went to partly because I just wanted to go to a new school to meet new girls, mm-hmm. but, and it worked, but you know, eventually I was like, okay, I'm done. I want to go join the real world. I want to be in music. And I did. And I was, like, the only paid intern at this Correct Records record label mm-hmm. at the time, which is wild to me. Uh, and eventually it led to working, you know, at Herb Magazine, which is, like, an old, like, swag magazine back in the day. It was free. And it was, like, very, like, hip-hop related, you know, reggae and all these cool, like, uh, like EDM when it was first starting and stuff. And then it, it led me to Groove Radio, right? With you, you did KHOL, which is crazy. You cr- You climbed the radio ladder rungs quite quickly without really having that passion for radio is that right
1: yeah it's like sometimes you stumble into your yeah. career yeah yeah I, I i just knew and i still feel that way like i don't i don't feel like i fit in all the time in the radio world when it comes to certain certain dj's certain dj's are obsessed with what are the ratings? How are we with our competitors? I, I just want to connect with people. That's all I want. And I've wanted that through comedy, through radio, through speaking. I just want to be entertaining and authentic. So I don't want to get caught up in the crap behind the scenes. The politics. Yeah, the politics. Right. It's just, I, I just don't care that much. How yeah. is that going to help me? If, we're, if our ratings suck, of course I want us to get better. And what can we do? But I don't know. There's so much like shit behind the scenes where you're like, damn, dude. Like, yeah. You're miserable because because you're only focusing on.
0: That's how Howard Stern was for a long time. You'd really? always talk about how he was just obsessed with being number one. And back then, in the 90, '80s, '90s, especially the '90s, it was war in radio mm-hmm. and and the late night talk shows, the Tonight Show, David Letterman versus Leno. It was very war. Like you you had to pick sides. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you know, all the Jimmys and late night are all best friends. They're all BFFs. It Everybody's seems like they are, over yeah. at each other's house. And Stern's like evolved. You know, I feel like people evolve. I think the times in radio have just evolved into the now where it's like it all comes down to we're here to serve the public's entertainment interests. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like whether that sound effect was used on that other show. Nobody cares. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares. Now, can you describe what it it, like? I guess the not difficulties, but weathering both uh, platforms, meaning. You're on the radio on Coast 103.5, which is, again, like the, one of the biggest radio stations in this country on this West Coast side, right? Period. One of the biggest stations in the world. Christmas is like Super Bowl for Coast 103.5. Mm-hmm. Um, you got l k Morning Show, mm-hmm. legendary, iconic, you know, personality. Uh, what's it like joining that team, right? Not, not L&K, but joining the Coast team. And being on prior to k sharp, Karen Sharp, mm-hmm. right? And being involved with like these, you know, very legendary broadcasters and kind of being sandwiched into the middle, yeah, right? And then on top of that, describe being a comedian and then having to be careful with what you say on stage and what you say on the air,
1: okay, first, uh, the first question number one, yeah, um, it feels sometimes I forget. Um, because I've been here for almost three years now, but it feels surreal. But also, I will say, there's a there's a guy that I listen to, his name is Kyle Cease. He used to do stand-up all the time, then he became a transformational speaker. Now he kind of does a little bit of everything. But I love what he said. He said, you know, when you want something so bad, it's because it, you're just not ready for it. The second you stop wanting it, you're ready for it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like, I've I've been wanting to be here in Los Angeles for a long time. But I think I I focus so much on... I got to get to LA. Just like so many people do yeah. who are performers. I got to get to LA. And I think I was keeping myself from it by being so obsessed with it. I wasn't actually doing what I should be doing, which is, why don't you go there more and meet more people and try to perform there and network with your friends and your... I just... I didn't show up here enough. So within the last few years, I made more of an effort to to physically be here. And just something energetically shifted in me. So one, I I actually forget sometimes like holy shit i because we're all co-workers we see each other every day but you forget like these aren't just people these are legends Yeah, they have stars on the hollywood walk of fame they are beloved in our community in the in the country even ellen k i love ellen k she like what was it this was years ago i was watching and i have always known her for her radio career but a lot of people have branch out and they do other things too. So she voices the Grammys. She voices reality shows that I watch. One time I was watching American Gypsy Wedding.
0: What? Where's that on?
1: It's, I don't even know. It's so bad, but I love it. Is that
0: like 90 day fiance, but
1: it's about how, yeah, there's American gypsies in the United States. They're trying to get married and, it follows their, the blending of their family. I didn't even
0: know that was a thing, American oh, Gypsies.
1: You name it, if it's a shitty reality that sounds like show, a good movie. Though. I know it, and I probably watch it. Wow. That's what that's I do. Your,
0: okay, we're going to get into oh, that. yeah. I want to get Lava into the reality. All. Okay.
1: Um, but, but I remember hearing the voice. I'm like, is that Ellen? Yeah. So I wrote her, and she's like, yep, that was me. I'm like, damn, that's cool. With the venue ready and supplies purchased, it's time for what matters the most, looking better than anybody else at the party. Ashley's primary objective is outdoing Priscilla. But then you meet them and you realize how, and like, they're so nice. Like, I'm very lucky. Everyone here has been so yeah. nice. And I was warned by some people back in the Bay, LA sucks. L. A. They're going to try to take your job, you know, basically have your walls up. And I understand that mentality right. too. But right. I also feel like I, it's not in my nature. I just want to be, I feel like if you're authentic, hopefully you'll attract the same. And I do feel like. A lot of people are nice, but sometimes they need someone else to do it first or to kind of have that vibe first.
0: Take the initiative. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you on that. And I get
1: that. I get that. Um, But I don't know. I just feel like, holy shit, I can't believe I actually work here. Yeah, you're here.
0: I know. You're in the trenches now, in the Los Angeles. You've been here. a
1: growth thing too, though? Like Whatever whatever you want, when you're doing that thing, sometimes you forget how bad you wanted it because you get used to doing it. And then it just becomes part of your life part of your routine part of your identity or whatnot and then you want other things right so it's just so weird like one of my things like I want now like I, I perform sometimes at the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach. And that's Jay Leno's club.
0: Love it. Shout out to Jay Leno and I the know. Magic Club.
1: I, I, and I'm, I'm like, I don't know how or when, but I'm going to meet and perform with that dude. I've always wanted to.
0: So you haven't met Jay Leno yet? Not in person. Oh, man.
1: I know. And I it's know. Was at Flappers here in Burbank. Well,
0: Tim Conway Jr. is friends with him, who's Tim Conway Jr., who, by the way, was the first guest on this, on this podcast. Oh, neat. And he's friends with Tim Conway, I'm sorry, with Jay Leno. And he just had him on, I think, on the phone. It was right after his accident, right, with the the car fire, whoop-de-whoop. But he's come up here before. I haven't seen him, but I just know that he's... he's good friends with Tim Conway Jr. Isn't that Jr. crazy? So and I'm, it's a
1: small world. I'm
0: wondering, like, next time he comes up, I think there's a, a way we can connect with him Aww. without it having to be just at a comedy club. It could be, like, more personal. Oh, you know, that would I wish, be neat. I'd like to meet him, too.
1: Yeah. And what's well, going on? how random is it? Yeah. I've, I've said this to so many coworkers here, so I'm sorry for repeating it. Go ahead. This building, the address of this building, and the Tonight Show studio, since it's right by us, Yeah. Was on my vision board in my 20s. Really? Yeah. You had a
0: vision board? Hell yeah, that's I still so do. Sweet. That's so sweet. I'm I, one
1: of those girls. Yeah,
0: everything on my vision board would just be like weed and. <laughs>
1: At least you're realistic. Yeah, different type yeah. of like paraphernalia to want to You know what's great buy? about that? Like, that's very attainable. Yeah. Like every year, you can make your goal. Yeah,
0: and it's just like video games. This <laughs> is it's like childish. You're a simple man. I'm very simple. Sim- I'm a, I'm amused by very simple things. You don't
1: need to travel the Swiss Alps. You just want a good blunt, and a, I and an, do. I just want
0: weed from the Swiss Alps. Oh, that okay. would be nice.
1: Okay, so you want to travel around the world through through weed sticky.
0: and with podcasts? I just on a quick side note. Since I go through Anchor by Spotify, right around the, yeah, for the New Year's, uh, for 2020, 2022 year-end review, yeah. I checked the analytics and I shouted out a bunch of cities that listen to the podcast, but I noticed that other countries were listening. Sweden, Sweden, uh, India, wow. Australia, UK, Canada, and I was like, you know, in Mexico, Japan. So... These are countries I know I won't ever really be able. I went to Japan once, but I'm not going to be traveling the world like some of these DJs I've done intros for that travel all you around don't want the world. To? I would. I did at one point. I did for a couple of reasons. Now I know that's not for me. Mm. One is traveling to me seems to instantly get me sick. Oh, right. Like, and it's not COVID related at all. This is I'm talking BC. A lot of people get sick. Yeah, BC before COVID. Yeah. Anywhere I travel, even if I go to Vegas on a 48 minute flight from Burbank. And this is when I used to drink a lot, so maybe that had something to do with it, but... When I would travel, as soon as I get off the plane and I'm in a different environment, my body like reacts in some weird way where it's mm. just like, "Oh, this is wrong," and I get like the scratchy alarm in my throat, oh, and then I hate it's that over. Alarm. Yeah, it's over. I
1: know once the alarm happens, yeah. it's already there. It's there. It's yeah. it's just
0: it's it's incubating. My
1: dad has turned into that where yeah. they don't. Like, my parents are in the Bay, but they don't go far. Right. But any little trip with any plane, yeah. my dad will get sick after. If like, I
0: go to Santa to... Monica from Burbank, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to oh, get sick. No. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible.
1: So you, sketch will <laughs> travel to it. Uh, a four-mile radius. (laughs) You are killing it in Sherman Oaks. Yeah, yeah. I'll travel to Flappers, the (laughs) flap any day.
0: If I go to Hermosa Beach or the Magic Club, I better wear my, like, the Bubble Boy outfit, you know?
1: If you see him in Santa Clarita, you give him a vitamin C immediately because he's going to need it. Throw
0: me a, chuck me an airborne (laughs) instantaneously. Let's do this. Now, Sandy Steck, I want to get into, real quick, on the inspiration. Since you are in radio now and you've been in it for some time, just like with comedy, but I'm going to say for the comedy for the best for last. Okay. But in regards to radio and and inspirations, who who are some of the people that besides LNK and these on the vision board and all that, but just as a kid, who did you listen to in the Bay Area on the radio that you were God, like, oh. You, you
1: know what's sad is so, especially in the Bay, so many stations are gone now. Right. But you I remember. used to listen to like Hot 97.7 yeah, yeah, and... Yeah. Any specific
0: um, DJs or broadcasters? I won't
1: even remember. It's really? been so long. Okay. They're all they're all gone. I used to listen to Stern. Yeah. you know, way back when. I still listen to Stern. Um, <laughs> you know, we still we had Delilah growing up. Delilah's still there, but I I I don't know. Like I again, mm-hmm. this is where I feel like I don't. I'm not. A, I don't fit in because I don't have a list.
0: That's cool. I don't. Hey, you know, because you said you kind of fell into it by accident.
1: I did. I see. I did. If I have someone's career. Trad- trajectory that i'm like damn that's that's it for me carson Daly started in oh, radio yeah. now does tv hosting carson's
0: ever done comedy has he no no
1: but and and comedy like again same thing like i love it no. but i don't dream about releasing a cd and touring the country really i know i dream about what we're doing right now sitting across from somebody and talking to them about their life yeah and if there's an audience even better
0: yeah well there's only about you know X amount of people that listen to this podcast, but they're faithful listeners. thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And they have uh, supported me since day one. I'm sure that there's people just tuning in for the first time now. They
1: can write to you after they hear the episodes, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, they can. They can. I'd love
1: to know, uh, how did you find Sketch? (laughs) How did you discover him? Yeah. And tell us where you're from.
0: That sounds so officially coast right there. very. Can you close it with a
1: coast 103 point? I (laughs) absolutely... so just let us know where you're from and what keeps you up tonight how you listen it's coast 103.5
0: it's so official
1: i know yeah. here's the funny thing people yeah, don't know or, i'm sure they know but like yeah. it's like when you watch uh, the news and there's anchors they do their thing mm. like you, everybody wants to i want to know what's it like when the tv's off when the you know because and djs are the same way except ellen ellen is so, her voice is so smooth and and she's, she's so got, adorable oh I I just love her to death. She's so little. But she never, she's so tiny. She never has like a, you know, the, like I have a coast voice, but my real voice is this. And I talk too fast and I'm I'm animated. Um, Carrie Steele has a very great, oh my God, her radio voice is so damn gold. Carrie Steele is like
0: a, like a NBA player of radio to me. You know what I mean? She's got the, she's got the chops.
1: Listening to her, I'm like. Why she should be like a multimillionaire. She is just so damn good. So polished. Yeah. So good. Coast 103.5. Hi, it's Carrie Steele. And I just wanted to send you guys a quick message. I'm super excited because I've always been a fan of the road trips. My parents took me camping while I was growing up. I've taken my kids. Ellen still- K, same thing. Yeah. So I almost feel like, God, I'm not, I don't, I don't sound right. Broadca- I don't sound like you that. don't
0: sound like the so that, I compare myself. I you know? hear what you're saying, but you know what? I believe you are the only comedian that I know that is on the radio in a primetime afternoon drive slot on a huge, gigantic iconic station. And the fact that you don't sound, that you don't have that quote unquote, like radio background, you know what I mean? Like Ellen and Carrie and Karen, all these people, like what you're saying, I, I know what you're saying, but you come in with your own flavor. Yeah. Which doesn't require that legendary background like path it's just when you. I first got
1: hired for this station that was a concern of mine right. I was afraid of our listeners I was afraid really? that I would be too sarcastic because I'm very sarcastic so am in real life. I <laughs> I have yeah. a terrible mouth oh yeah our station is all about feeling which I, and I love what our station's about right because I love feel good stories yeah I love making people happy but I also don't want to uh be fake
0: and you're not, you're not. And you being real on this podcast to me, and which brings me back to, let's go back to the question about difficulty weathering the waters of being the comedian, which you kind of answered right there by saying you got a sarcastic, uh, you know, you curse just like I do. Scary all the right. time. I'll right. say
1: like, and, and people, you can like, just imagine we're doing this podcast in front of people in like in front of them. Right. And people hold up their phone Uh, and start recording. Like nowadays, you have to worry about being canceled for any little thing. Somebody commented on my Instagram last week. There was a comedy bit I did so long ago. It must have been 15 years ago. And it was in Pasadena at the Ice House. Mm. And I said like, oh, my ex-boyfriend gave me ADD. Terrible joke. But I was like 20. I don't even remember that. I was so dumb. But now, this is what I can't stand about the cancel culture. Like there's no room for like we all grow and change. The problem is some of our most embarrassing shit is still out there Yeah, from 15, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So like, uh, yeah, it makes me nervous. Yeah. You know, like, oh, well, I, I don't think there's anything too bad out there, but like, there's some terrible comedy jokes that I'm like, wow, I would have never said that now. I'm a totally different person. It's, it's part just part of your the first evolution as a DJ. Yeah. You listen to yourself. You're like, wow, I was shouting. Right. I used to say, um, all the time. Right. Or I popped my peas too much. Just all these little technical things. hmm. But as you grow, you get better or people who are on camera. I've noticed I love doing interviews, but sometimes I forget like smile when you're talking to them because then it looks like you're just kind of like staring. Mm. But it's just like you, the more you do something, you pick up on how can I be better about it? But it just blows when like somebody commented, oh, that ADD boyfriend bit bit is back online. And I'm like, what do you want me to do about it?
0: So who took offense to that? Because people with ADD?
1: Oh, anything now is offensive. the Adderall culture you can't make any you cannot make any jokes without somebody I know and I that drives me absolutely insane.
0: that's so and, but you don't do you ever feel like you want to curse on the air yeah. since you and how? what do you have you ever almost cursed on the air Not or on, have coast, you? on my oh. other station ah. so
1: I was doing mornings in San Francisco and mm. I said shit once. <laughs> And I, it just came out yeah. and thank God for the dump button, the dump button. Oh, is so you Ill- were able to get out of it. Yeah, but no. it was awkward. And like, we freaked out because no. you're just, you know, we, you're, you can't swear on the air and I don't know how I'd done the job 10 years. I don't know how I just, I mean, that's basied.
0: that's human, that's human uh, nature and error comes par for the course. And I also feel like it's just linguistics when people curse, Yeah. And even if they curse just under their breath, like. Oh, man, that shit is crazy. It's yeah, just it's just it's it, just just, it kind of connects to the other word. It's yeah. not like you're like, that shit is crazy. Yeah. It's not like you're really going overboard with the enunciation. You just kind of throw it in there. Yeah, which I, I feel like it's so silly that Australia can curse on the air. They can. Yeah, apparently, allegedly. I haven't been there. Like I said, I probably won't ever. But according to inside sources that I know that live there that used to live here, say you can curse on the air in
1: Australia. Wow. You just
0: can't have guns. They outlawed guns. I'm sure people still have guns. However, it's just, yeah, I mean, but that's Australia. I think like some countries are like Europe. They're a lot more civilized than us. Everybody gets their temperature shoots through the roof and they blow a gasket. If you say something that is really no context to that person individually, but it's just because they may know somebody who knows somebody who has a kid who's suffering from ADD.
1: This is that. That's my problem with it. It's like, we're not even allowed to have our own viewpoint like I am speaking as myself, a woman, I'm 41, th- I'm dating, wh- whatever I'm talking about, that's, why do I have to represent everybody? I can't, right. I can't represent, I'm sorry if I said a word that triggers you, like, I don't know, everything's a trigger for everyone. So I just feel like we're taking the fun oh, yeah. out no, of everything.
0: Joe Rogan was talking about this on his podcast, I like usually does. I, mean, I think I'm on like 70 episodes behind, but I'm I'm catching up slowly. And every comedian he has on, they they bring up the cancel culture, and they bring up like the sensitive the the court of public sensitivity opinion, and it's it's rough. And I I can't imagine getting into comedy now, mm-hmm. even though after watching you and seeing you know, of course, listening to Rogan and and seeing all the comedians he comes on with, and of course being a huge fan of Chappelle and countless other Nikki Glaser, all these people, you know, I I want to try comedy, but then I just think to myself. It's a different kind of funny when you have to stand up in in front of a room of complete strangers, whether it's packed or sparse, and tell jokes and get, you know, and you don't know if one of those people that are in the crowd may get sensitive. Right. And, And I'm a very sarcastic person in more of like a, I guess, in an angrily way where I, you know, I get pissed about people who don't reply And then I see in the same breath, they just posted something on Instagram. Oh, I get that. Yeah, I get that. You have every right to be annoyed at that. Yeah, I hate that. I think that's rude. And it just, it gets, but then I'll impersonate, you know, holding the phone to like my other peers and going off. Like when I go, when I have deep convo with Wayne, right, we'll have our little vent sesh and I'm just like, yeah, what the fuck? Look, look, this post. <laughs> Two minutes ago, I texted him three minutes ago, and yet he posts. What the? And I'm starting to kick, yeah. and I'm very animated. And he's crying laughing. <laughs> Not at me, but laughing because of how he feels that frustration. Yeah. He gets it. And he's like, you should do comedy. And I'm like, ah. I don't know, because maybe me getting mad on stage may trigger somebody.
1: No, but that's something I think... Yeah. The, the reason people laugh is because it is relatable. Yeah. Everybody has been annoyed at that. Yeah. yeah. I just... um. I just did a tweet about how this is what I've noticed here in L.A. When people ask you how your weekend is, they don't actually care. Right. Um, and you'll be lucky if they don't completely trail off within one sentence of you talking. Right. But in the same breath, they'll be like, can you listen to my 90-minute podcast? I'm like, you couldn't even listen <laughs> to one sentence about my weekend. Yeah,
0: they're looking at their phone. And as now you're they're, sending me an yeah.
1: hour-long episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just it, It's so...
0: It's like homework.
1: Yeah. But it's like, yeah. So it's like, but I do think we all go through those experiences. So I think a lot of the anger you feel is very valid. Yeah. Should you ever want to do a set? I'm going to do it at the flap. You You do it at the flap. Yeah. I'm going to try it it at the flap. Open mics. I
0: know. And that when we met, what's his name? Is Sean Porter, right? Sean Porter, the comedian who was hosting. He was emceeing that night and we talked with him after. Very cool guy. worked with Steve Harvey. Shout out to Sean Porter. I wanted to get him on the podcast. Hopefully we could still make that happen. But I saw the open night. Classes and I was like, man, you know, I still
1: might do an open mic there. I actually am considering asking them if I can host one of them yeah. just to get that muscle going.
0: If I do do that, I want to be near you. Okay. I, it just says support and I will I be don't, your
1: emotional support.
0: I don't drink anymore, so I know I'll bomb, <laughs> but I won't be able to go to the bar and just bomb with a a drink. Okay. I just have to go out and smoke a fresh bowl or <laughs> something, you know.
1: <laughs> whatever, whatever you need, whatever yeah. you need.
0: So let's get into the comedy now, yeah. there, Sandy Stexy. Um, since you've been in comedy longer longer than radio around the okay. same time, but did they both happen simultaneously? Did you get, the, so your dad was going to offer you, or you wanted to convince your dad to get the $700 thing for a demo cassette for radio. That never happened. You eventually get into radio. How does comedy come into Stexy's life?
1: I think um, I started at the station in San Jose. I was doing middays, so I was on air on the weekends. I hadn't done comedy yet. Hadn't even gone to an open mic. Then um, I was there for about a year, and uh, my mom she clipped out this thing in the newspaper. It was for an open mic in Palo Alto. It was at a place called the Rosen Crown. She's like, Sandra, you've been talking about stand up comedy. Why oh, don't you? She called you Sandra. <laughs> That's, my name. That's yeah. so pretty. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I love that. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe this is a sign. So I went. I did. and I signed up in advance. Six. There's. Uh, it was on Monday nights. Started, How old are you? Ah, uh, twenty. Wow. And it started at. 9 p.m. And there was always 16 to 20 comics. And sometimes I would host it. So you get out of there 2 a.m., three people in the So bar you were
0: hosting that. at 20 years old, even yeah. a comedy show? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that. And so you obviously had no problem get a uh, public speaking. No. Interesting. But
1: it still, it still wasn't fun. But my first five minute set, the, my first time ever doing comedy, it was electric. I was, yeah. I got laughs. I felt like a star. I was like, like
0: a high, right?
1: Yes. A total high. And I was like holy shit, this is it. This yeah. is it. I don't know what this is, but I, I'm ups- I'm obsessed. And then the problem is when you have a great first set, you, your next one may not be that way. The one after that may not. They're all different. And sometimes you have a, let's say you have a 10 minute set. It may take four or five minutes for them to even warm up to you. You you never know. They always say you're only as good as your last set.
0: Yeah. It's like right? an artist. You're only as good as your last record.
1: Right. It mm-hmm. sucks, but it's I, know. Kind, I kind of get it. So uh, after that, and comedy's also like music, like anything, it's a diary of your life and where you're at and now. And it's a
0: rhythm of execution. Mm-hmm. It's the, like what I learned from you, which I love, is I've learned about callbacks, you know, through through big boy. Who's also like a comedian, but he's just, you know, he's a broadcaster, but but he's very funny. funny. Like you cannot not laugh Mm -hmm. when you're around him. He's just so, there's nobody like him. There's nobody that looks like him that I could think that I'm like, oh, Big looks like this guy or that guy looks like Big. I've never met anybody like him. He's truly a unique one of, a rare diamond in the rough. Yeah. Right. And I'm lucky to know him. And I'm lucky when he, when he, he'll fool me when he'll go like, oh, sketch. You didn't get that text that I sent you about the thing, and I'm like, big no, man. You didn't reply to it. I I don't see it. Oh, okay. I'm just bullshitting. Like he'll do that, and it's so he's so good. Yeah. At, and I've known him since I was 12 years old, and he still freaks me out when he's just bullshitting, <laughs> and he does that so well. He's a great actor. Anyway, the thing is, is that I've learned about callbacks from him, but then I was walking, watching Nikki Glaser recently on HBO, and there was so many like little what you, what I realize now, what I learned from you is they're called tags. Mm. Right. So she would tell a joke. She was like, yeah, I know my dad, you know, we kissed, she, he'd kiss me on the lips till I was like, you know, 16 years old. And people think that's weird. She was like, so I was just, I just saw him the other day and I, you know, I was, I was kissing him and then, you know, and then people were like, whoa, you know, like they, they reacted her cause she's older now. Yeah. yeah he would kiss me on my lip. Oh. And she's just like, what, what? Not a big deal. Yeah. I just, you know, and then I took, I bit his lip. Like it's a real quick, joke within the joke.
1: Yes, it's when you think the joke is over. Yes. But it it adds to it, and it adds to it, and it adds to it, and you can have multiple tags. Yes. It's just a way to keep it going. I went to go meet my parents for dinner, and I I greeted my dad, and just, like, we went in, and I kissed him on the lips, and it's... The wires just got crossed. Like, they just... I lingered a second too long, and it was just... And I stopped immediately. Like, I let go of his lip. I was biting it, but I was like, Dad,
0: I can't kiss you anymore do you write out walk me through like a set how do you come up with material and content how do you do it walk me through just a typical set
1: um it depends on how much time you have right so then you have to think like what do i want to start with what do i want to end with because you want to end on a good note you want to start on a good note and then sometimes in between that's where i play with the new stuff So, like, since I've moved here, obviously there's a lot more L.A. material. I'm trying to write stuff about how everyone in L.A. is apparently a healer. Everyone's a healer. Everyone does Reiki. Everyone's a... But there are not... I haven't done those jokes enough, but I do feel confident enough putting them, kind of burying them in other jokes that I like. You know what I mean? And so...
0: Do you use like a, how Seinfeld uses a legal pad or do you use your phone? How do you, what how do you memorize the content that you come up with?
1: I practice it in my house out loud. Really? Yeah. And then I have, I write some of the sets on notes on my phone. I try not to, I, it's easy to have paper on stage with you, but I try not to, cause I rely on that. And then I'm looking down and then I'm not present. And then I'm like, I think, so I'm trying to about be better like okay. Um, in April, I'm going to the Bay Area for some headlining shows, so I'll have 45 minutes on stage there.
0: Wow, that's like a stand-up special. Yeah, yeah. Are you headlining? Yeah. That's so dope. Congratulations. Oh yeah,
1: Alameda Comedy Club, April 7th and 8th, and the website is alamedacomedy.com.
0: And it's in San Francisco.
1: It's in Alameda, right across, Alam- the, right across from the San Francisco. Copy
0: yeah. that. Okay. It's cool. a
1: great little club. But so those are, you know, when you headline, it, it, you always do minimum 45 minutes. So for that. I don't know if I'll have a paper with me, but I'll, I might have something jotted down in case I want to try new, a couple, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm excited because I honestly think when I lived in the Bay, I, I just felt so, uh, this is going to piss people off, but I felt uninspired because I was, I just felt stuck. I was doing the same comedy clubs and I just, I didn't have it in me to care enough to write more. And now that I'm here, and oh, oddly yeah. enough, I feel lonely all the time.
0: Hey, that's Los Angeles. Oh, welcome to yeah. it's uh, heavy. Is the head that wears the crown, <laughs> and you are wearing the queen crown since you're in yeah. that sli- you know that time slot. Yeah. It's it's a big obligation and big shoes to feel. Well, to it's fill. funny,
1: like it's like everything is so external. Yeah, I'm I'm on the air and I'm a comic, but like yeah. we all have these cool hats we wear. Yeah, but that doesn't even represent how we feel on an everyday basis. I
0: know. I feel. I'm always down in the dumps most days i and totally get it i know how you feel we've had this conversation miserably
1: depressed the how do you deal
0: with that misery how did you mm-hmm. deal with the misery because I, I you know i follow you on instagram at mm-hmm. sandy steck right yep <laughs> and where did you go on that hike to the waterfalls and all where did you just go recently
1: uh eaton canyon falls on uh, saturday last saturday where and is then that millard canyon altadena area
0: okay so it's in cali yeah it's right okay here. i thought you went so out an hour from here uh, out like to, what is it north carolina or south carolina Where oh i did, you did that go? that was the smoky mountains yes. in, in october yes so yeah. do you in order to deal with like falling into a slump right do these hikes and stuff get you out of it is that your therapy
1: a little bit but it's like a double-edged sword because like you can also like run away to be in nature but it doesn't mean you're going to get any answers so i think i think when it comes to getting yourself out of whatever you're in there's a lot of different things that can help and it's different for everyone for me grounding nature exercise. I got to move my body to get out of my damn head. Cause I'm always in my damn head. Maybe journaling. I don't do that enough. Reading on my parents. I asked them for a book for Christmas called, um, how to meet yourself by the holistic psychologist on Instagram. Her name is Dr. Nicole LaPera. And I remember I was like, I'm going to every day in January, I'm going to sit for the first 15 minutes of the day and just read, ask me how many damn times I've done that. Maybe five, maybe I, because I just, Sometimes get up. Then I want. oh God, I got to work out. You right. know, your brain just gets all crazy.
0: And then you also, I've seen you do a uh, cryotherapy. Is oh, that yeah. what it is where you get in that? Yeah. Oh like my a, God. I'm so sad. I had to cancel my
1: membership because it was too expensive. Um, but I love it. What love does that do for
0: you? Is it muscle therapy or something after a workout? It's, um,
1: it's no, it can be after a workout, but it's really good for your immune system to build your immune system. Hot In case and cold you're going exposure. to
0: Antarctica or what? No,
1: just, just in general. Yeah. I don't know how it all works. It's good for inflammation. Yeah, it's no, because for-
0: Rogan does those cold plunges, yeah, those I ice those. plunges. I mean, and- I hate them. Yeah, do you do that? Un- you get into the full tub I've done with a ice? i it
1: Not with ice, just a full tub at like wow. 40 degrees. <gasps> and I did that once for, and I, it's, it's weird, man. I, once in the bay, there was a place I did a sauna first. So I did like 30 minutes in the sauna. It was like 144 degrees. Wow. And so you're in there, you're nasty, sweaty. You're
0: delirious. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, you have water, but you're still just like, holy shit. Yeah. And then right next to it is the cold plunge. Cause then it's the hot and the cold, the hot and the cold. So then I went into the cold plunge for three minutes. But it takes time to get in because your body's in shock. Right. But I am telling you, do you know who Wim Hof is?
0: No, it's look him
1: up. Him? Wim Hof. He is the reason people are so obsessed with cold, cold exposure, cold yeah. therapy, ice baths. He is known as the Ice King, and he kind of I don't want to say he started the movement, oh, yeah. but he has he does everything like in shorts. He swims in the... like <laughs> yeah. in. The,
0: He's a polar he bear, Mount evidently, Everest
1: with with no shoes on. What? Or no sh- no pants on? Just did shorts. you get
0: frostbite?
1: I I don't know how he does it.
0: That's insanity. He must have built up a, hall, a high enough tolerance to endure. And that. he
1: does breath work. So I'm looking at
0: his Google right now. I'm looking at Google.
1: Like we can do to help ourselves are within our own body, but it's like, how do you generate that? Yeah. Work is a big one, like grounding. Like I think I've learned a lot more about like nervous system regulation. Look at you, which is fascinating to me. Well, it's like when you're stressed out. Mm. Sometimes when I get really stressed, I can't breathe. I'm ha- I feel like I'm having a
0: pain. Oh yeah, that's anxiety breathing. I know. I feel the same way. You know. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Sometimes I'll wake up at with an anxiety attack where I'm asleep. And then I wake up like I, I feel like I can't breathe and it's not paral- sleep paralysis. I can move.
1: Yeah, but it's like your subconscious yeah. mind is so stressed out that it is, Freaks it's me actually out. physically affecting I you.
0: I have to go and open the front door and, and like stick my head out and breathe in fresh air in order yeah. to get like to, it's weird. It hasn't happened in a while, but sometimes it happens and I, I don't know why. It's just like I'm panicked. Like I feel like even though I'm in my own ha- apartment, yeah, I can breathe air, air is there. It's just like, I'm like, but, I, I feel like I can't
1: breathe. But the problem is, of course air is there, but it doesn't mean we're breathing it the right way. A right. lot of us are shallow breathing from the top of our chest when we really need to be belly breathing. So like, but that's the um, di- diaphr- yeah. di- whatever, diaphragm breathing. yeah. Diaphram, know, breathing yeah breathing yeah, your whole body. Deep
0: down. Deep, mm-hmm. yeah. And there's
1: different exercises you can do for that, but that's like one example of nervous system regulation where you can, how can I in this moment, just my body needs to remember I, I'm in a body because my mind is a mess mm. and it is affecting me so poorly. God, panic attacks are the worst. I have terrible anxiety. I was even considering going on medication for it, that and depression the last year. Cause I was, it's it's like, I've always wanted to be here and here I am. And yeah. why am I sad? Why am I sad? I got everything I've wanted. Yeah, Why well, am I sad? There's,
0: there. you know, it's like they say, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted this position working in production. I, I needed, a, I needed a gig again. You know, I was driving Uber and Lyft for for a little bit, and it yeah. was rough. I knew I was more capable than that, but I was, you know, getting by. Yeah. And then I finally was, you know, I wish my mom had passed 2017. I was praying that, like, I would get the, uh, some sort of something anywhere. And even though I was still working for Big and I just wasn't making enough. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't enough money. It just, and he, he's paying me out of his own private radio production company. But then finally, something came about where I, I was offered this part time gig working under Tony Sanchez, right, mm-hmm. in commercial production for iHeart. And I took it, of course, I jumped at it, knowing I can do it full well. But then, as it became more and more, I, you know, more and more demand for what I produce and quick turnaround. A lot of stressful time. Fridays are bonkers here at iHeart in yeah. production. It's nuts. Everybody's fr- everybody's running around with their pants on fire, right? And then I remember having to literally think of Nipsey Hussle's like message when he was on Big Boy, and I played it a few times. I should probably play it again. It's been a minute. Um, he says like the way to like deal with that is that it's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be difficult. It's supposed to burden you dude, to a degree. I just think about that. Like It ain't supposed to feel comfortable. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. It's supposed to stretch you. It's supposed to be a burden to a degree. You got to wrap your mind around that and accept it and embrace it. And you catch some wisdom off of that. That's how I feel. When things become a lot, I have to wrap my mind around that and remember that this is what you wanted. And now you have it. Yeah. And did you think it was just going to not you specifically, just you meaning me, all of us, right? Right. all of us, if you think the grass grass is going to be greener just because you're in L.A. now or now that you're at iHeart Sketch, like you yeah. think it was going to be like like power, which was like college to me. And it was one station. Here is there's there's technically eight nine stations in one building and I'm producing for all of them so it gets overwhelming you know yeah. what I mean and the way I deal with it is I think of that Nipsey thing I think of Kobe Bryant I'm not comparing myself to these people I'm th- I'm comparing the, message, the drive yeah the drive of like you know people creative people at the top of their game can be impossible to work with I'm one of those people I'm very creative and I'm very hypersensitive. When people talk something about my work and, oh, why did you use that music bad? Oh, the client doesn't. Know. And I'm just like, ah, like, what do you mean? <laughs> so who's producing it? Is it me or is it the client? Well, yeah. tell me. Like, cause I'm the one I get all, it's like, dude, don't take it that seriously. Like Joe Rogan says, stop taking yourself so seriously. Mm-hmm. You're a fortunate person to be in a unique position. Other people can do my job. I'm mm-hmm. not denying, denying that. I'm acknowledging that I am expendable. But it's also
1: okay to be proud of. Right.
0: Um, but the thing, my point is at it. is that like I'm better than most people. And I know that you're better than most people at your craft. You're really good at being on the air. I'm not knocking other DJs here. I'm just saying you came from the Bay. You made it to LA. And now you're tr- basically you're trying to outwork yourself is what my point is. Is like, that's what it seems like. The anxiety, the, the, well, the I'll slumps.
1: You, I'll tell you what, though. Yeah. This is what I've realized. Go ahead. It, achievements don't equal connection. Mm-hmm. So, I you can be so busy and look so great online. We all have cool things we do. I love the travel. I love b- being a comic. I'm yeah. very grateful to work here. But it still doesn't really represent how I feel about my, my about life on a you know what I mean? right. People can have and, and I don't blame them. who would it? who would even know? But I think at the end of the day, what I truly want is like an intimate connection with someone, yes, and if I don't feel that, or if I'm not experiencing that, it's fucking lonely, man. I I know it gets really lonely. I know
0: I'm, I I, know it's,
1: it's hard even saying that. Oh, look, I'm open, but like people will shut you down, but this is all you've wanted, but you know what? It's okay to want more. It's okay to also want a connection. Yeah. At the end of the day, we could all lose our job, but love feeling heard, feeling seen, feeling valued, feeling safe that's it's not so much things i want it's the feelings yeah. behind the things and yeah we could get that on our own but i don't want that well people are you know the miley cyrus song flowers yeah. everyone's obsessed right with record. that song number one song in america for yeah. two weeks in a row yeah. so congratulations to miley it's i watched bang- her new year's eve
0: special every year oh did you yeah i love it i love her and i met her dad billy ray so i, was, oh, I went really? to his house one time with my friend splice oh my God, and that's amazing yeah and she called him and she's like he's like hey darling you know and I was like, "Oh wow, oh my it's God, Miley." That's I was funny. like, "Miley Cyrus." Oh yeah. Go so ahead. like
1: her song in that song, she's like, you know, she was calling back to the Bruno Mars lyrics, "I can buy myself flowers." Rama my name and say are doing reels on that? Like, go, you know, female empowerment. I'm Hell the yeah. opposite. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to buy myself flowers. Oh, I, I don't want you. to hold my own hand. Right. I actually want my hand held. Yeah, like, is that so bad to want that too?
0: Yeah, no, you you yearn and you long for that connection with somebody. Yeah. And I wanted to ask. It brings me to this question, there, Miss Sandy Steck. <laughs> don't let me forget before okay. we wrap this uh, this podcast up. Look at that. we're already almost at an hour. Oh look at God, that. I, I mean, this is what I'm talk talking about. Much. No, but this is what I'm, it goes by so quick because when you're in the stream of consciousness. And you're feeling the vibe, like I'm feeling with you. Yeah. I vibe with you so well all the time when I go into the control room and I talk to you and I spill my guts about what I'm going through. And then, you know, you I, you, I reciprocate, yeah. I listen, <laughs> I am I become a giant ear and also, I listen.
1: Thank you for this because yeah. it's I never get the chance to just talk like this. Of course. And have people actually listen. On the air, we're just talking very short right. little bits right. on stage. It's just memorized and it's mostly to a... But it's so nice to just be and talk.
0: and that's what I've been wanting to do with you, Sandy, for so long, is just talk to you. This
1: interview took a few months. It's okay, because... Mostly it's my fault, though.
0: Like Big says, it'll be greater later, and that's, you know, I I have no problem, like, waiting patiently, because it's a podcast. It's not like I, I don't have ratings to fulfill or... A Spotify contract to like Rogan or something you know I I love the long-form conversation and that's what this pot is it's part interview part just conversation mm-hmm. and you drop in jewels of knowledge about comedy and radio I love that and getting to know my peers yeah. but I do have an admiration for you Sandra Aww. I do <laughs> I really do because you are a cool person and I just I, I immediately took to you as, as somebody I connected with immediately it's like, I felt like I've known you for a long time. I
1: feel the same way. Years. And also, you're so nice. Thank you. So nice. Like, one of the first people here, I'm like, wow, he really made me feel welcomed. Thank you. Well, I,
0: I appreciate you. I When I admire somebody a lot, I remember almost everything that they've told me, even though I smoke a lot of herb. <laughs> like, I really remember. I hold on to a lot of information. Oh, yeah. And it trips me out. And it, even my friends who don't smoke are like, Skat, how do you remember their name? I'm like, I don't know. I just remember just people's. It goes into na- a magical huge- file in your head. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It, that part of my brain is like hermetically sealed from any yeah. weed or drink or anything, even though protected I don't drink anymore. Files. Yeah, it's protected file <laughs> Encrypted, as they say nowadays, yeah, yeah. these kids nowadays. Encrypted. Okay. But a couple of things I want to get to. Okay. Before I forget, I want to ask you about writing, like coming up with material okay. for a set. Like the- I want to almost write like a, a joke with you. If possible. Okay. If we could, like, sure. just to walk me through it. It doesn't have to be a good joke. Okay. Just, just the structure, right? But we'll get to that towards the end. But in regards to, okay, what's your sign? What, Gemini. You're a Gemini. What When's your birthday? May 26th. Have you seen the, have you read or seen that book, The Secret Language of Birthdays? No. You said May 26th. So it's going to fall yeah. on oh, a Friday.
1: Friday. Whooshy! And I'm going to be in heaven on that day. You know where I'm going to be?
0: At uh, to comedy? Nope. No, nowhere.
1: I'm off on my birthday. I'm in Havasupai Falls in the Grand Canyon. Wow. Oh, it's you're been, doing
0: the Grand Canyon thing.
1: It's been the biggest dream of my life. Yeah. And they've been closed for COVID, and I got a permit right before they closed. So now they're honoring everyone who had a permit for the last three years. Nice. So I will be in blue-green waterfalls in the Grand Canyon doing 30 to 50 miles of hiking in four days.
0: Are you going to ride on a mule?
1: <laughs> no, I will not. But I have to. I'm really scared because my knee is not doing great. So uh-huh. my doctor's like, just take the helicopter out. I'm like, I gotta hike out like a warrior. But what,
0: the helicopter.
1: Yeah, because you go down and you have to hike to get to the the place. It's 10 yeah. miles da- down into the canyon. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and I'm so excited.
0: I mean, that sounds like scared. a real. Well, it's good to be. You're you're excited and you're scared because it's the unknown. But you're gonna have a guide, right? No, so no, by myself. By yourself. Yeah.
1: What? Yeah, I mean, everyone there is there to see the canyons, but I'm but going by myself. There's going
0: to be other people hiking around, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you're yeah, not yeah, totally yeah. alone. I'm not alone, right, right? But
1: it's also there's no cell reception. You're right. way in the canyon, and it's hot. It's the Grand Canyon, and it's summer, and it's a lot of hiking. a lot of walking. So I'm doing. I'm on like three or four like different groups, learning every day, writing my lists, and trying God, to train. That's
0: so. Disciplined of you to really. I'm eating like
1: a total dickhead wow. on the weekends. You're
0: gonna burn all that off though in the Grand Canyon. Yeah, I'm but just I saying wanted to
1: post thotty pictures. You will. I gotta get into thotty shape. You will. Beyonce, her music video for the song Spirit, she filmed at Havasu Falls. Really, yes. I didn't know that. I know.
0: I'm to to Speaking of Beyonce and, and even the coast stuff, I, I'm we're jumping all over the That's place, okay. but but let me uh, let me try to funnel back to what I wanted to ask you in regards to the secret language of birthdays. Okay. right? the book. I wanna bring that in because it breaks down people's birthdays by the day they were born. It's not like on a week or, you know, from this date to this date horoscope. It's okay. not a it it literally breaks down their personality. I, think I was born
1: on a Tuesday.
0: Yeah, I was born on a Wednesday. Okay. My I just turned forty five. Okay. Thousand. And Yeah, I was born on a Wednesday in Mexico City at three fifteen PM. What time were you born?
1: Uh I think it was seven something in the morning.
0: wow, early bird. Huh? Yeah, all right.
1: I was ready to rise. Well,
0: I wanna bring that in just because I want to let you see the the book, because I've had it for years. My sister gave it to me, and everybody who's read it, it made its rounds here when I first started working here at iHeart in 2019. It made its rounds around the floors. It's very insightful. It gives you strength and weaknesses. Oh, I love that it's, stuff. it's very cool. I'm not the biggest believer, not even a believer. I'm just not the, I don't hang on every astrology. Is it astrology? Mm-hmm. Not astronomy. Astronomy is actual space science, yes. right? Astrology is the stars Forest and the yeah, blah, 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 science. blah. Yeah. Okay, so I don't follow it like to the T, but I will say that this book, and whoever wrote it, they they knew they know some on shit. It. They don't yeah. I don't know how they know, but mine is almost too good. It's too not good. It's accurate? too accurate. And Big Boy read his. It's scary accurate. He even said, like, get this devil book away from me. <laughs> and then two minutes later he's all hold on, bring it back. Let me let me, let him me him. read my sisters real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um in regards to relationships and what you were saying about the the longing to feel appreciated and acknowledged by somebody and and to to be in love experience
1: intimacy have you been in love before sandy Mm, i don't think i have in a long time but you've been in love before i think but not in i haven't been in a relationship in so long really so it's like have i been in love sure but has it been while i was in a relationship no never been engaged or anything no No. and then you think you know like it's just different when you're an adult i hear you you know
0: do you think like relationships now being in la being on this station on coast 103.5 and being a comedian that men are intimidated to date you
1: i don't know i wish they would say if they were it would help me understand it it would help me understand here's an example i was hiking the other day and i met two guys and this girl hiking and they were really nice really cool one of the guys he took a video for me of the waterfall and he gave me his number, but he's like, I'm going to give you this. He goes, text me the pictures of all of us later. But when he was introducing everyone, he's like, this is my girlfriend and this is our mutual friend. I'm like, okay. So that guy's single. And that was a guy I thought was cute. Mm. Be- some bearded dude. Mm. So I texted him later that night. Thank you so much. Um, and I, I, we all, I told them what I do for a living and they, like their eyes lit up. I was like, oh shoot. Cause I, I'm so used to people not caring. Cause I feel like everyone you meet is either in acting or. You know, everyone's doing something creative here. Right. Trying to grow their following. they like or pantomiming performing. that they're
0: interested. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But it's like, it's nothing's impressive here because everyone's trying to do something. Mm. It's kind of sad in a way. It's like everyone's dead inside. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very accurate. <Yeah. laughs> but anyway, so the guy said later, nice to meet you. You can hike with us anytime. Can I pass my, your number along to my friend? I said, absolutely. I'm like, holy hey. shit. Guess what? Oh. Never contacted me
0: ghosted before it even became a nothing nothing nothing.
1: and i'm like they had to have talked for him to say i'm gonna i want i kind of want her number oh i'll ask for like that was a wingman thing
0: obviously but nothing panned out
1: no nothing and i was like the only thing i thought was i bet it's because of what i do i bet it's because he probably looked on my socials and was like i can't date her i can't right and maybe i maybe i'm totally wrong but when you have no answers how do you not take it personally right how do you not? I, I know. wish I was strong enough to be like. Well, everyone's going through something. Right. I'm not strong enough. I'm sorry. I'm it a person. does
0: affect you, and you have feelings. Yeah,
1: we, you, you know. Especially when it turned. It, it was like everything was so like met them on a hike. That's so organic. Yeah, they're active. They're adventurous. He was cute. Right. Like here's a, he,
0: all the stars all were the aligned things, up. All
1: the things. Right. Yeah. All the
0: elements that are required, at least for you, yeah. uh, on an attraction level.
1: Or so it's like it. Maybe he's intimidated or shy or scared of it. And then on the other hand. With a lot of people here, since they're performers, maybe they don't want to mess with me because it's the ego. The mm. ego can't handle two people trying to be in the spotlight, or two, you know what I mean. What about
0: dating comedians? Have you dated any comedians since you're in the same field? Is not, that how?
1: Not recently, but it's mm-hmm. still exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I don't even know who I'm gonna meet and what they're gonna do. I'm not. I'm. I'm not off limits to people in the industry, so to speak. I just want them to be a good person to, and to not let their ego get the best of them and to be honest and be able to talk about our Yeah, you our, want
0: somebody like talk you. About our shit. But a man. Right. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. I know that feeling of being, uh, you have like a lot of love to give and yeah. a lot of experiences to share with somebody. Yeah. I, I know what that feels like. I personally... I'm so content with being alone right now, Miss Sandy. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I've been engaged twice. Really? I didn't know that. Every relationship I was, you know, the the two women that I was in the relationship with for the longest are both been like eight to like 10 years.
1: Wow. Now,
0: not consistently. Yeah. There's been a lot of, you know, often like breakup, makeup, breakup, makeup, that kind of thing. It's very, very um, fluent, tumultuous, but very uh, common in the Latino community, if you will. And of course, back then... When I was in my, you know, early twenties, twenties, thirties, I was a, I was a maniac. Mm. I was an absolute maniac. I'm surprised I'm still alive, Miss Sandy. <laughs> okay, I mean, it's just the, the, just the behavior. I'm not saying I didn't do my job. I went to work. I was responsible, but yeah. I mean, the amount of times you partied
1: it up. I mean, I was hungover
0: every second of every day. <laughs> I mean, it was brutal. And y- with you, you're just looking for some. Do you ever want to get married?
1: I don't know. I, right now I'm at a point where I am open to having to dating and like, maybe mm. we can make it official, but I think I've had a big block because for the longest time, the only thing I wanted was to be in LA. Yeah. This was my boyfriend for 20 years. And you're married Michael. to the career. And now, yeah. Yeah. So I say, like, I think I had a mental block Yeah. and now that I'm here and I've also, I'm also older and I'm tired, man. I'm just fucking tired. I would just like to share my day with someone. I hear you. You know what
0: I, I mean? I know. I know. But it's do, not that hard. Do you like me time, though, being yeah. alone? like oh, I I feel like, for me... I'm good at it. Being... I know, same here. I like... I'm almost practically invisible everywhere <laughs> I go. It's great, you know? Even
1: at work, he hides in the studio. I do. And Nobody he, even knows when Sketch is working. Uh, He's in here, and the lights are so dark. We're like, is he here? <laughs> Is this People
0: walk in and they're like all, a, are you sleeping in like here? You're
1: a vampire. <laughs> I am.
0: I am. I'm like a gremlin. Yes. You know, bright light, bright, bright light. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't. I don't know why for me, dimly lit studios is my vibe. I don't like when I walk into a studio and they have the fluorescent lights on. I don't on like those either. And there's sunlight coming in. I don't understand this mentality. I get it to a degree because they just need all light. They like to feel the work mode right but for me this is one of my pet peeves miss sandy is is and it's not like i get angry but it does it does flip me out it's wild to me that when people come in and they're like how do you work in here how do you not i would fall asleep everybody says i'd fall asleep and the, the lights are dim they're not that dim it's not like pitch black yeah i like the lights coming from the board I like the little lights of the computer, the screen. I like the things bouncing, the meters bouncing around. I like seeing all that. And when I feel like I'm in a cockpit, like in a plane, like I'm controlling this, this cockpit. And when you go into a cockpit into a plane and you're flying at night, it's dark. Yeah. Right? When you go to a theater, it's dark. Yeah. When you drive at night, it's dark. And everybody's like, oh, I'd fall asleep. Well, do you drive at night? Do you fall asleep? Are you a bird? Like, what do you put a sheet over your head and you're just, like, it's
1: just to me. I'm How like, come it, so on. So they come in here and they're annoyed at the lighting. Yeah.
0: they'll Sometimes they'll turn on. I remember Andrew Jeffries when he first hired me. Shout out to Andrew Jeffries. He'd be like, you know, mate, these things turn up. And he'd walk into my studio downstairs, and he'd come in and just turn the lights on.
1: Oh, that must have pissed you off. Well, not
0: really. He was the boss, you know. I, I was like, and I would laugh. He'd make a joke like, of it, haha. Ha. And as yeah. soon as he leaves, put him back. I, on. I would dim him right back yeah. down. He'd be, like, you know these these turn up, mate. And he'd always do that. We're
1: lucky. This is why we're lucky that we are working in our studios yeah. and we're not out there. Yeah, we're management and sales. Oh happen. my god! Because in that culture, yeah. if management and sales or any other normal workplace, yeah. fluorescent lights is oh just my how god. it is.
0: It's like you know what it reminds me. It's like a uh, a hospital lobby. Yeah, you know, it's very, very fluorescent and fluorescent lights are not good for your eyes. Do you,
1: no, they're Do you like re-
0: raid to be humanized airlines. Oh, yeah, I love America. that. That's my vibe. That's my vibe. Miss Sandy. I'm telling you, that is my when I, I only flew on there once or twice when I was road managing for DJ Vice. And because I was a road manager, you know, I, I was able to fly, but only once or twice. It wasn't far. Yeah, but man, the it was so posh. And the lights, even the lights, they dim them in the cabin. It was like pink and purple. That's my vibe. Yes. And that nobody fell asleep
1: there. If you're listening and you have never experienced it, it I don't know if you ever will again. You it was special for Virgin, but you'd enter the plane, it would be a like a low purple. Yes. And they would have music and you just felt like you were in a swanky lounge. Yeah. And it just made everybody's stress levels go down. Nobody likes getting on the plane. Nobody likes to worry about where they're sitting, the damn overhead compartments, but we never cared because we just felt like having a cocktail brilliant or just just chilling out
0: it was brilliant and plus they were the first airline i ever got on that said that you couldn't pay with a debit card oh you had to enter it onto the screen oh yeah behind the seat this you know the little seat that's right the screen in front of each seat right yep they, they were like we well, can't swipe the card so you have to enter it and then i was like whoa this yeah. is futuristic this is like 2009 I know. like this is how far back i haven't really flown since then
1: man r.i.p I, I, just, who? I miss, I miss Virgin. Oh yeah.
0: They're nowhere. They're not around anymore. No. Oh, I didn't Virgin even. Virgin is now
1: Alaska. Oh yeah.
0: oh yeah, man. That's, that's sad.
1: Now, if you really want a, a great flying experience, jet Suite X will take you to the next level.
0: Oh, is that the private jet situation? Yes. Yes.
1: No, it's not like private jet for celebrities. It's no. just private as It's in, like
0: private Uber jet.
1: If you don't want to go to the airport right. and you just want a hangar full of people that are, you can get there a half an hour before your flight. That's you don't need to be there a million,
0: and you could take your own booze on board. Can I you? heard, yeah, because one of they the people that works can, here took a private jet, Oh. and she she was she took a bottle of tequila on there. No way, yeah, yeah.
1: They're so lax. They give you drinks on the plane, food. Everybody in the lobby's there. There's coffee. It's just
0: I. That's that's really That's It's like a different, and it's not that expensive. It depends it's, on where you're flying from, right? Let's say going to Vegas.
1: I'm going to Vegas. Eh, it depends. Usually it's like two two sixty two fifty each way. Uh, so it's a little yeah. more expensive than I'd like, but what you're paying for is time because yeah. you can leave your hotel. If your flight's at noon, you get there by 11:30. And there's really
0: no TSA, right? No,
1: you. It's the person. They. It's so low maintenance. I know. And I love flying. Where did
0: you go on a private jet?
1: Uh, on oh, just JetSuite. I've just done to Vegas. And,
0: and like, you performed in Vegas? Oh yeah. What places in Vegas are hotels? hotel? Uh, the
1: Laugh Factory at the Tropicana. Really? Yeah, That's I'm actually going to be at the Laugh Factory in Reno in March. Oh uh, uh, yeah, uh, I sister. love Reno.
0: Yeah, it's a fun. Yeah. fun My sister vibe. lives in Reno. Oh really? People talk shit about Reno. Reno's dope. No, I it's love it. Dope. It's dope. It's small.
1: It's kind of dirty, and I like it that but way. You know what?
0: It, yeah, it's it's what they like. What I like to refer to as like hole in the wall, but I like hole in the wall. Yeah. And there's different parts. Don't get it lest anyone think that all of Reno is just kind of like like you said kind of dirty yeah there's parts yes but then where my sister lives she lives in like the beverly Hills side. oh really like the very suburban side of I think reno it's
1: downtown downtown yeah. is oh you yeah know, it needs some work and yeah. it used to be so bustling mm-hmm. i love reno i've been going there since i was like 18
0: yeah i need to get back up there or I over there
1: There when it was the uh catch a rising star club it's inside a silver legacy but now it's laugh factory
0: so now let's go back to your comedy. Okay. Let's get back to the comedy in general. Okay. And then I'm going to wrap up with you. Okay. Okay. There, I could talk. Wait,
1: th- we should do what you said ahead. before, that you want to write a joke. Let's yeah. End, that's, let's end this uh, that's on a That's where I was going to go.
0: Joke. That's exactly where I was going to go. Perfect. I wanted to wrap this up on a high note and, okay. and maybe write a joke with I you. I believe
1: you are the high note. I'm totally. <gasps>
0: comedy stylings of sandy
1: stexy uh, well
0: i was gonna say um but you're not i well i'm gonna be when i get home i've okay. I, of course i can't smoke in the studio unfortunately Summer. i can't
1: this corporate culture is really killing our buzz
0: god bless for edibles that's all i gotta say <laughs> you know gummy bears to the rescue shout out to mmd in north hollywood my guys <laughs> snack daddy and brother kyle um okay i fully believe his name is snack daddy too snack daddy <laughs> snack amazing. daddy his real name is Uriel. Oh. and and uh shout out to Uriel. but yeah he they call him snack daddy <laughs> uh he does my deliveries you know since i don't have a car anymore and it's a little too far and cold to ride a bike over to north hollywood agreed anywho back to your the to the comedy uh writing a joke okay but i was gonna say before we do that I wanted to just let you know, Sandy, that this time just flew by. I could literally talk. I want to talk to you longer for like three hours. I want to go Rogan. I want to go. I want to I go do know. a full three and a half podcast. Maybe we'll
1: do a part two later this can year. Can
0: we? I wanted to ask you, we'll a can I invite you back? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Great. Because there's so much more. I mean, we can get so deep with it. And th- you dropped a lot of jewels of knowledge. I got to. Pr- yeah. I mean, at least your own personal experiences in life and getting into radio, climbing the the radio rungs, then falling into radio kind of by accident, but to having this passion for comedy. Okay, this is what I want to talk about. Okay. This brings me two points here. What comedians from back in the day that you listened to or that you watched, like Richard Pryor, who were some of your comedy inspirations? Carlin. Ah, oh, yeah.
1: In fact, this is actually really funny. Uh, it's not a George Carlin story, but he's one of the first people I saw live, and it was at the MGM way back when. Um, one of the first people I ever saw live was Gallagher. <gasps> I,
0: I, I look like Gallagher. When I, look hair, like a, when I had hair, when I had hair, curly hair, I had, oh my God, I gotta show you a picture. I'm gonna show you a picture right now. Hold on. Once I started getting the drop top receding hairline that makes me look like uh, Dale from King of the Hill. <laughs> like when I had long hair or longer hair, I had really long hair. It, it came down to like, almost like my waist. And I had like, like a telephone cord back when telephones had cords. Yeah. It was like that curly and i just sent this to a friend of mine today but this is i look like jack sparrow in this picture stop yeah that's buster rhymes
1: when he had hair you one thousand percent look like weird owl
0: right or weird owl and then there's gallagher there's a gallagher vibe i mean going not, on. Weird
1: Al, not weird owl not weird yeah right yeah. sorry i wrong wrong white dude <laughs> um
0: <laughs> yeah holy shit i and, never
1: knew your hair was curly. and
0: then look at this destiny's child that's when I had a little fro. Stop. Yes, yes. Even Destiny's Child, they were vibing.
1: So... Oh, they 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 were hit. vibing. They Look at Beyonce
0: right next to me, Beyonce. She was feeling it. Look at her; she's happy. Oh, yeah. She's happy to be sitting next she to the old, like, the young old Maddox.
1: Mom, Beyonce. Probably asked to sit next to you. That's
0: what I'm talking about. Mom,
1: Beyonce. Yeah,
0: so I'm going to, uh, just for those people listening right now, you gotta all 12 online. people listening, I'm going to repost put that, these. Put
1: that on your Instagram um, I am.
0: immediately. And speaking of Instagram, my Instagram had gotten hacked and suspended by my own doing, but that's all on the other podcast. I've explained it a million times, but my new pod, uh, my new Instagram is sketch underscore omatic. Uh, for anybody that may want to follow, I'm trying to reestablish my orbit of followers, and thank you for following me. Of course, Sandy Steck. But yes, the comedy jokes. Let's write a joke. How okay. would I write a joke if I were gonna if I were gonna do open mic night at the flap at Flappers? I hope they don't get offended by me calling it the flap. The I just flap. like I think That's it's fine. cool. The flap. Where are you gonna be at tonight, Sandy? I'm going to the <laughs> flap. Um, you know, how would I open it up? What would be my opening? joke
1: I wouldn't even worry about opening joke I was let's just worry about like what what pisses you off enough that you you think about it often like remember how earlier you were talking about when people come in here and turn off your lights
0: yes turn on the lights or turn on the lights
1: Um, so there's something there because you're like annoyed at it right so anytime you find yourself annoyed that's where the gold is.
0: Okay. Remember that. Okay. That's where the gold is. Yeah.
1: Uh, it becomes easier when you start to like, oh, uh, this, uh, writing that down, you know.
0: This is a stupid like joke that I just came up with, but it's not even a joke. It's a question joke. Okay. You know, you ever, are those jokes where like if you ask something, like it's a word play. So this is about bloods and crips. Okay. Right. Can a crip donate blood or is that against the rules?
1: That's funny. Right that's
0: funny. That's, a funny that's a funny question joke yeah. it doesn't really have a punchline ha-
1: no but it doesn't have to be like an obvious it was an esoteric yes funny esoteric yeah
0: god that's so good
1: yeah that's what that was what does that
0: mean esoteric do i need to google
1: i, I you know what i know what it means but i don't know what it means when you're asking me
0: it says In- intended for or likely to be understood by only a small number of people <laughs> with a specialized knowledge or interest look at you Professor Stack.
1: I mean, I think that's a broad enough It's joke, pretty good, you know? right? It's very but broad. It was very funny. No that's cancel very, culture involved. You, do you remember a comic? He's passed away a long time ago. Mitch Hedberg. He was known to have one-liners like that. Yeah, yeah. Where it it wasn't even stories or like it just was like
0: yeah. quick yeah, and
1: makes you think one-liner it's funny. Yes, you know. I, and sometimes it's like what what you experience in your own life. Yeah. Here's an example, and like this isn't even a joke. This is really what happened when I first moved here. I was super lonely, and I was at a Mexican restaurant by myself on a Saturday night, and there was a, like a my, my huge margarita a big ass thing of chips which were terrible how does a Mexican restaurant screw up chips I think they were like five years old but oh, whatever I still stale, ate them yeah. totally stale yeah, yeah, and then I'm in a booth and nobody's sitting across from me in the booth and I just thought like this is so lonely and it's Saturday night Yeah. so I texted a picture of that to my mom and I said mom this is the loneliest picture I've ever taken <laughs> and she got back to me two days later oh my god <laughs> that is genius. And it's not, but that's and that's, that's a true thing. story. It's that's a hundred percent true. It sent it to her on a Saturday night. Yeah. She got back to me Monday at eleven a.m. and she wrote, "But the margarita looks great, Sandra." Oh my
0: God, that is fantastic. So what like, did you reply?
1: Uh, I don't even remember what a I was. On Monday morning. <laughs> but now I mention that in my act. One of my first weekends here, I was at a Mexican restaurant by myself, and I was sitting there, giant margarita, right? Stale chips, big booth, nobody sitting across from me. So I took a picture, and I sent it to my mom. And I said, Mom, this is the loneliest picture I've ever taken. And she got back to me two days later. <laughs> It's fun when you kind of get into the groove of, like, comedy or whatever. Yeah. You, start to, you start to pick up on little moments that yeah. you're like, I need to do something with that. Okay,
0: you know? I got something for you, and then okay. we'll close out with the writing a joke. Hey, you tell me which is the better of material. I, what annoys me is the people that don't reply, right? Mm-hmm. It's, this is a big deal to me, especially yes. when it's somebody... Okay, this is, there's is a couple of things. I used to live in a place where the woman used to park in my space... Even though it was right in front of my apartment, right? And it drove me fucking nuts. And I tolerated it for five years because she was she was scary. And I just was afraid. And this is when cancel culture was and really- And it was your parking and it was, space? It was my parking but she claimed, because she lived there longer, so she just took over it. And it was literally, she'd, she'd rear-end back up her car up against, like, where my front two windows were at. And I'd have to listen to the- oh, And her warming, warming up the car for, like, 20 minutes on a summer day. When you don't have to warm... it's LA. It's not yeah, Minnesota. It's warm. Right? That's one of the that's one of my jokes right yeah. there. That would be like something but it doesn't go anywhere. It's just annoying. Yeah. Right?
1: By the way, that would be part of your setup. Yeah. Because that's part of you're describing. Yeah. But I'm, I want to hear more. Like, did you ever confront her? No, I
0: didn't. I, I eventually just moved out. I just oh. moved out. But I just, I made a promise to myself, I'm not going to let anybody else do that again. Like, I don't like confrontation. Yeah. And I try to be funny in confrontation. Like, if I have to confront somebody about something, I try to be really cool. But my heart's racing because yeah. I know deep down inside, I'm pissed. Yeah. But I don't want it to show, but it's hard. I wear my emotions on my my forehead every day and it's impossible people can tell right away they know i'm fronting so it's easier just to come out of the woodworks and be like what the fuck yeah you know what i mean because if people listen when you start off with wtf you're like hey man what the fuck now you have everybody's attention Mm -hmm. right when you kind of go hey can i talk to you really quick yeah "Yeah," you know then i'm a wimp like uh, it's like i'm a doormat just wipe your feet on me yeah i don't like doing that um The other thing I was going to say is in regards to, like, uh, I guess a pet peeve or something that really bothers me.
1: You could write a joke about, like, just what you mentioned of how you're so nice and you're so... Because I relate to that. I'm so nice and I'm afraid of confrontations that even our confrontations are nice. (laughs) Like, even our confrontations are a hug. (laughs) Even (laughs) though you're seething. Yeah, you're seething, but, like, I... I don't know how to tell someone I'm upset about something. Right. It really scares the shit out of me because I didn't have any confrontation growing up. So it's like I don't. So you have to learn as an adult, right? But just even that's hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, if I'm on the phone, um, I had a credit card fraud this week, or like a. It's been a oh, while. Shit. So I had to get a new uh, debit card, Ugh, but I didn't realize the when they said they were canceling my card that I'd have no debit card for a week. So I was like, oh shit! I use that card every day. Yeah. And I just freaked out. So I called them back. I'm like, can you rush the card? They're like, well, okay, we could do it within two to three days, but you need to be home for the FedEx. I'm like, I can't promise. Oh I'm gonna be yeah. Home that's every worst. day. The
0: window they give you. They
1: didn't even give me a window. They're like "At Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm like I've...
0: Tuesday or Wednesday. Wh-
1: <laughs> so it pissed me off. So then I was like, it was so awkward and we sh- I could tell she was getting annoyed at me and I was getting annoyed at her, but it wasn't even her. It was just, I was pissed at my situation because mm. there's no, there's nothing I can do. I just have to have no debit card for a week. Cause she tried to give me a solution and it didn't work. I'm good. I have to work. I'm sorry. I'm not home at the door, ready to sign for a credit card that someone's going to steal anyways. Yeah. So she goes, well, ma'am, I don't know what to tell you. And I said, Ooh. I, um, you know, you're fine. And this is what, this is me like getting mad, but not knowing what to do with it. I'm all it's, you know, I guess I'm just going to have to live with it. So, um, thank you so much for your help. And she goes, yep thank you and she hung up real, wow. and i was like oh my god like i can, you know how people can you can tell yeah i'm like wow she hated me and i didn't even hate her but it was so awkward the whole thing was so awkward did you
0: turn it into a joke
1: no but i just those moments yeah like there's a comedy in everything everything literally yeah. everything
0: okay so here's i guess one of my other jokes i i it's the pet peeve of the replying thing yes right and i've taught so
1: meaning when somebody has read your yes
0: Oh, and th- or anything. so this is kind of a two parter pet peeve. It's like for me and I, I feel this kind of also it's a callback here to the beginning of the podcast where you feel like you come in here and everybody does like the fake, you know, like interested in what you have to say or how was your weekend, Sandy? And then they're, as they're, they ask the question and you're explaining, oh, I, just, I had credit card and they're like, mm-hmm. they're just looking at their phone scrolling. That's a pet peeve. Right. But my thing is, it's kind of the opposite. It's almost everywhere I go. I feel like if especially if I run into somebody that I know at Whole Foods for example. Yeah. I'll go over to Whole Foods and I wait till nighttime to go to Whole Foods because I walk over there. I live around across the street and I try to make sure it's over the cover of night because I don't want to run into anybody from the station who's <laughs> going to lunch, especially specific <laughs> also, people. I
1: love that kind of shit too. Right. You when know you what go I'm talking so about. So far out of the way. Yeah. yeah. Cuz you just don't want to see your coworkers. Yeah, sometimes. And,
0: they, uh, and if I do run into somebody I instantly get this feeling, and this is my own paranoia, this is my own insecurity. I know it's not them, but I feel like my gut feeling is saying, even if I go down to the kitchen on the fourth floor, if I somebody sees me in the hallway, they're like this, they're like, oh man.
1: I feel that way too though.
0: But here's the thing. This is where it gets funny. Cause I'm like, I'm just going to the kitchen motherfucker. I don't want to talk to you. I'm just having to walk by your desk. yeah. And unfortunately you're there and we connect eyes and I just give you the, Hey, what's up? You know, the pursing of the lips, how you doing? And then keep it moving. But to them, in my mind, in their mind, they're like, oh, he's just going to come hovercraft me, and then they run the other direction, or they right. act like they're on the phone, yeah. and I'm like, yo, get over it. I'm not here to see you. I'm just going to get a Red Bull, yeah, you know, and I'm out.
1: I think this would be a great joke. First how of all, how would I
0: make that a joke?
1: Well, you here's uh, let's just hash it out. The setup is the the awkward moment of you're walking towards your coworker. Neither one of you actually want to talk to each other, right? And then there's a part of you that doubts yourself and is like, well. I don't even want to talk like why do you I'm not trying to annoy you
0: right I'm not trying to hovercraft right
1: so it's almost like I I guess in the there was a visual in my mind I, I wish we could wear a t-shirt that just let them know when we're passing I'm not I'm just going to the kids yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah you don't, that's good how do we tell them without telling them you're off the hook yeah well I, I just care. look at my
0: phone or I you know what I do now huh. is I wear airpods everywhere even okay. when I leave my apartment because I don't want to I try to time it out. If I'll, I'll go to my peephole and look for any neighbors walking by. And I live in a very small duplex setting. There's only five units. Okay. And some of the neighbors are cool. Other ones, I'm, I'm kind of like, eh, now about. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm just, eh. I'm not, I don't hate them. I'm just like, eh. You're not the person I thought you were. Yeah. I thought you were cooler than that, but you're not. You're selfish. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm too. I'm 45 now. Yeah. I'm too old to get into an a, a shouting match or even a. I'm right. You're wrong. We're na- I'm just, t- I'm over it. Yeah. I don't want to have, I'm just never going to do you a favor again. Yeah. I'm going to constantly look at the people to see if you're walking by and then I'm going to time it. So you're left, you're gone mm-hmm. already. And then if you're, if there is people out there, I pop in the AirPods, pop on Joe Rogan or Stern and walk out like I'm on the phone Yeah. and yeah, I just yeah. walk out and I'm all, oh, that's smart. And I'm like, oh yeah, haha nine. And I just start, I start repeating things that they're saying and answering things that they're talking about as if I'm talking to it. them
1: or just being old school and holding your phone up to your ear yes. i used to do that all the time when i parked my old apartment in the bay area Any time, oh god one of my neighbors every time he saw him he just talked talk 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 talk, talk. <laughs> and i'm like oh shit
0: he's had his own podcast yeah <laughs>
1: and it, he's so he was so nice which made me feel worse yeah but i'm just like i don't have i've got five bags of groceries right i just want to put them inside and not hear about your day i don't right. care did about he offer day. to help
0: ever no. like can i help he not, just wanted I mean, to talk
1: he just wanted to talk oh. and i'm nice and i yeah. like I listen to him, but like, that's the problem. Sometimes you set this, you know, the scene. Yeah. So I would occasionally, if I saw him coming, coming towards me, bone to the ear. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I know. I know. And then I just, <laughs> and all, it the, all of a sudden I'm an actress. Right. All right. of a sudden I'm an actress. Right. And it yeah, makes it you feel
0: work. a little shallow, right? To have to do that. I mean, maybe not towards him, but.
1: You feel, uh, honestly, sometimes it's just survival. Yeah. It's just survival. I remember
0: that was a joke that I heard from is it julia louise dreyfus from from seinfeld? veep right yeah, yeah and veep, seinfeld yeah. but she was it was on veep she was like this is harder than having to pretend i'm on a, on my cell phone when i walk by a homeless person like brutal dude like, but it was so it's so it, true though. though i don't know what it is the phone that the visual of the AirPods in your ear immediately people associate with it. you're on the phone with somebody yeah or listening to music but i don't really listen to music i listen to podcasts yeah and i listen to like Really, just podcasts now, and Stern, which isn't a podcast. It's an but when actual they see show.
1: something in the ear, yeah. you're good to yeah.
0: go. And then you point to it, like you point to it, like oh, you give them the the fing- the index finger, going one minute, <laughs> and then you point to the ear, like I'm on the phone. Or yeah. sometimes I'll even be like I'm on a conference call with Big. Yeah, and I'm not. He's he's like on vacation. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I'll just I'll I'll be like Big. I'm on- yeah, 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 and they're like, "Oh, okay, okay," and they yeah. run away the other direction, you know, because they don't want to ever interrupt big, and that's I rightfully think so. So
1: many people do what we're talking about right now.
0: I hope so. And I hope I'm I don't not feel the only bad one. about it yeah. at all. Yeah,
1: uh, there are people you just don't need to talk to. Yeah, just because they're there, you know what I mean? Why do we need to waste even twenty minutes or ten minutes? No,
0: I know I've been that guy. Where I have to spill my guts about the relationship well, that's why you have issues, friends, right? right? I you do. Have fr- or people like you, could you. Trust. Yes. yeah, like you. And I even worry about going because I'll go into your studio when you're on the air and go. Oh, she liked another picture. You know what I mean.
1: <laughs> we all do it, yeah, dude. yeah. We, if you, when you're in that state, I've so been there. The guy that I was sort of seeing last year, I was a mess, so I get it. You're just all of a sudden like. A mess. Yeah, and it you just totally need to, ruins. Someone to me. help you yeah. regulate the mess for a and minute. And you're that
0: anchor. You're that that voice of reason because partly because you're a woman. Yeah. and you know what it's like, and you're mature enough to really call it like you see it. And you're a comedian, so I can almost get like a a sarcastic, real answer from you, not sarcastic about the situation of me. Yeah. but just say it in my defense. Yeah, and you've done that so many times, where you've been that that uh, that just that person I can lean on. And again, I don't really know you that well. We haven't known each other for longer than, uh, as long as I've been working in this Coast Prod room, formerly David J's room. Yeah. Shout out to David J. But they put me in this room. On Fridays, and I would come in, and I just started seeing you. I don't know how I even met you. How did I even start talking to you? I
1: think you were you came out to do something, and I was right there. And oh,
0: I think you were talking you to started, Wayne. Yeah, that's just, right. You, just, you guys were all talking. And I didn't even know you were in yeah. here because
1: once again, yeah. dark studio, dark no studio, no one's even in there. Oh, vampire wait, sketch. Yes, there is yeah, in yeah,
0: here. he's in his coffin. <laughs> yeah, totally. What else? What else can I say as far as the jokes? Okay, last one i want to say is. Um, By
1: the way, we've been having a last one for about an hour yeah. and ten
0: minutes. You're right. It's only one thirty though. Only an hour it's a, a typical
1: episode? It feels very- It is, it is. It's normal? It's okay, normal. Good.
0: And sometimes I even go longer, like two or sometimes three, but then I uh, edit it down. Oh, okay. I, I take Fred Rogan's advice. Fred Rogan, not Joe. Fred Rogan always says, put it out or record it, but always edit it down. Even if it's a comedy set, write it out in its entirety stream of consciousness, but then fucking edit that shit down. Yeah. You have to edit it down. I feel like if you don't edit it, then you're It's not You're not really putting in the work, but yeah. that's just me. That's just me because I, I add- Sound effects. I had oh, like a con- pr- produced. Yeah. Thing. yeah, it's a yeah. full production. Yeah. And it's all me. OK, so last joke thought, what would I be as far as opening up is I guess that's pretty much it. I think I covered it all.
1: The, the phone thing could also be something because that, that you could do an act out with that. That yeah. would need an act. I mean, out. that
0: that's OK. Well, that's me when I had a uh, Darlene Rodrigo on, you know, she she said, what's so what do you, what's some of the things you see wrong in radio? Well, it's not just radio. It's every industry. People, one of the main things that really bothers me, Sandy, is like when I have a production commercial to produce and I have to find the voice or a voiceover and it, sometimes it's they're requested, that specific person is requested. And then when I send them like the script, <laughs> they're, they're, it's either the excuse of my Wi-Fi is down hmm. or, you know, it's, it comes back to everything that I've been trained, taught not to use as excuses is being used yeah. by grown adults who have grown adults of their own.
1: Yeah, yeah, And it
0: really freaks me out. And then I go, how are you still alive <laughs> when you can't log into your Wi-Fi or PPO or that, but you're on Netflix?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: how is It's the same thing. You log in, it sends you a code, you get in, and that's it. I'm yeah. not asking you to take me to Morton Steakhouse. I'm asking for a reply. Yeah. And not even a reply, just a, got it. Yeah. That's it.
1: Yeah. That's
0: all I'm asking. I'm not even asking. That's your job.
1: Also, it's like, how can you even use the non-Wi-Fi excuse? Right. Like, please.
0: This is the thing that I get. I'll get like, oh, my Wi-Fi was down. And then my dog came in and chewed up the Ethernet cable. And then... And then and this is where I am exaggerating and I get real facetious. But I'm like, oh, and then what? The Abominable Snowman came out, right? And yeah, took the yeah, thing yeah. and then it morphed into an alien ship. And then that alien swung around Earth and dropped it back off. And now you're back online. Yeah. And I make up all these weird things. How can I make that a joke?
1: Well, honestly, I would save this audio and listen to all the shit you just said. Because yeah. you were so in flow. <laughs> like that was like everything you said could already be a way to start it. Like, just, and it was funny. Basically, it's like, I'm not, I love the lineup. I'm not trying to go to Morton's Steakhouse with you. I just need a reply. Yeah,
0: not even A1 sauce. Yeah. Just hook me up with the audio. All you got to do is read it. I'm going to edit it. Yeah. I'm doing the work. All you got to do is blah, 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 blah. There. But
1: so for people listening who don't do podcasts or aren't into audio, they might not understand the technical thing of it, but they will understand the frustration of somebody giving the dumbest fucking excuses for not being able to get back to you. Yeah guy that i dated for two or three dates back in the bay a couple years ago um i i made fun of one of our dates on the air and he texted me immediately he's like hey uh i didn't know you felt that way uh and i guess i hurt his feelings or i made him feel uncomfortable and sure enough after that barely heard from him and like less and less and less And then, you know, we were going to set up another date. And he's like, how about a Thursday? I was like, how about on the weekend? Like, then he wanted to only see me during the week. I was like, oh, I'm being downgraded. So I, I was really emotionally immature. Did he ghost you? Yeah.
0: How do you feel about that term ghost? Before we go, ghosting. I feel like ghosting is a stupid term because ghosts haunt people. Meaning they hang around. Mm. They continuously communicate with you in some weird way. Something knocks over, a light goes on. That's Ghosting means you ignore people mm. in the texting world, right? In the texting sense term of it. It means yeah. they... You
1: could see them in person and then they go... I just hate the term because it's annoying. It's
0: stupid. I feel like All Houdini, you're Houdiniing them. You're an escape artist. You're, yeah, yeah. you're no longer in communication. You've gone dark. That's a better one. I Ghosting like is stupid.
1: Yeah. Well, it makes me feel like I'm 15. I'm like, I don't speak like that. Same thing with breadcrumbing. Like, all I think they yeah. just create terms to say them, but so lame. But he got back to me like maybe a few months later. Hey there. No emotion. Hey there. <laughs> um, So sorry it took me so long to get back to you. And then he made three excuses in one text. Oh. And it was so sad that I was like, Sandy, if you respond to this, you're gonna look so dumb. So I just left it. But I it was one of them was his dog, my dog. This yeah. I got a new phone, of course, and, and all my contacts
0: are gone. Even though they transfer all the all contacts, the contacts. Totally. It's all wireless. Yeah, there's no—I have to enter. It's just ridiculous. I
1: know. I want to reply, like, bitch. I'm in the cloud. Like, <laughs> let's just <laughs> whatever the cloud is. Yeah, it's you know? a
0: server room somewhere. <laughs> um, Sandy Stack. You are, you are a joy to converse with and to have deep conversation with. I really appreciate you taking this hour and a plus change of some time out of your busy so schedule ate dinner beforehand i'm, I'm glad, glad you did. we're gonna
1: talk oh i'm I hungry as
0: a hostage over here i actually only <laughs> drank have eaten before oh i drank a protein shake okay uh from whole foods okay. it was a hazel chocolate Ooh. brand new f- brand i just got hip to because i'm one of the yuppies that shops at whole foods now and i thought whole foods is a funny name here's a i, I posted some, a funny meme kind of thing off the title of whole foods i just took a picture of the whole foods logo in front of the store and then I cropped out the W and I put whole foods and I put sounds about accurate. <laughs> Thank you ladies and gentlemen. I'll be here till they fire me. Sandy Steck on the Sketch O Show podcast. Thank you so much Sandy. And Thank again you. where can we catch you? Uh, your your, your upcoming post shows? I'll
1: on my uh, usually Instagram, Twitter, sometimes Facebook but it's just first name Sandy S-A-N-D-Y last name Steck S-T-E-C
0: A.K.A. Stexy.
1: I know yeah. I, the nickname I don't mind. Thank I you. like
0: Stexy. That's a good one, right? Yeah. Sandy Stexy. It's almost like a brand new a Kiss FM type <laughs> CHR <laughs> yeah, like artist. Ego, like yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Another Britney Spears, your alter Britney Spears. Britney bitch. Where are you performing though? Uh uh, like coming up in the month of February.
1: Um, I only have one's a private gig and one's in Moore Park, and I think that might be a private gig too. Sorry, all good. I'll let you know if they are... post
0: up about it. Yeah,
1: some of the comedy clubs you have to let know the Sunday of the following week, mm. so it's always last minute.
0: And of course, you'll be at Flappers again at some point oh, yeah. at the Flap.
1: I do like oh my... the Flap,
0: and I can maybe do open mic night with you. I'll do it. Are you down? Yeah. Oh my god, 100%. I'm so nervous. Well,
1: we'll just go have fun. Well, okay. right beforehand, we'll have a fun time.
0: Okay. Thank you so much, Sandy Steck, and. Catch Sandy Steck 3 to 7 p.m. on Coast 103.5 FM Los Angeles. iHeartMedia's Media's very own Sandy Steck and Comedian's very own Sandy Stecksy. I love you, Sandy.
1: Love you, too. Thank you. Oh, good for you. And how was it? The sketch Show. Man, it's too much information and shit, man. Shut your
0: mouth, S.A. Hmm.
1: Okay, bye. I believe you are the high note. I'm
0: tough.